What's Brewing Sports. I think that they're going to be kind of the, the surprise Cinderella team. Just defensively, just get incrementally better. Everybody has lived up and failed expectations. That's it. The box score is what the box score is. It sucks for them. It. <laughs> so what's going on with the San Antonio Spurs? That's what's brewing. Welcome to episode 16 of What's Brewing Sports. My name is Andrew Brott. Along with me, as always, is co-host Richard Oliver. And I come to you a little sultry yes, this week. I've noticed that. I am, uh, I am brewing with phlegm. <laughs> You're blooming. You're blooming. It's what's blooming sports. That's right. I'm brimming to the top with phlegm. So. Yeah, man. This is a, San Antonio's one big snot ball right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I think I picked this up, actually, at DFW and drove it down yeah, here you, with me. Well, the biggest thing is you know, you know how how much I respect and adore Dave Matthews band. You know that, you know, it's so huge follower, huge follower (laughs) of Dave Matthews, big fan, but no, you're, you and, uh, and Katie are huge fans and, uh, stood out in pouring rain, lightning and thunder to watch Dave Matthews band the other night. That's right. Yes, we did. Well, here's the thing. We went there assured that it was done. The rain was done. And when we got there, it was sunny. Yeah. Uh, and then about five songs in, a random monsoon hit. And, well, and, uh, I'm sure several people there needed showers. Yeah, well, they did for yes, sure. Yeah. <laughs> although, although Matthews that audience. kind of shower didn't help things after it left, right? Because then with the humidity and everything, it just. But lingered. no, I like your voice. I like your voice. Yeah, it's a little. Uh, I like that. Okay, so this is episode 16, which would be the Joe Montana show, right? Okay, so, so we're Joe so Montana we're bouncing around. Yeah. Okay. So last week was Bart Starr, right? Then we were Pete Rose before uh-huh. that. So and listen, we're we're keeping this going. Right. The best right. of the That's best right. numbers. But I, <laughs> I would say number sixteen for me, the best uh, was Joe Montana. Sure. Joe Cool. Sure. Yeah. yeah just just Joe Comeback. That's right. That's I, the, right. Joe everything. Let's just keep going. <laughs> Joe Schmo. <laughs> Joe Schmo. Hey, no, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, the last couple of weeks, we've had some great guests. Reed Ryan, the president of the Astros, came on. I think they've lost like once or twice since he came on. So, again, yeah. we take full credit for the Astros playing as well as they're playing um, to this point. And then last week, uh, Sean Elliott came on with us. That's and right. Now Sean is in Cannes. How do you say that? Cannes? Can? Can. Can. France? Can. Somewhere in Con. France. Can. Can or Con, yeah, he's Can Con. <laughs> he's he's uh, he's in some exotic place over in France. Right. So he, again, after coming on our show, yeah. So you know, you come on our show, good things happen. That's right. That's right. this is kind of like we're the genie bottle, indeed, of podcast. Indeed, indeed. Come so, on your, come on our show, and great things. So happen. this week, because uh, we don't we don't have a luminary guest like that this week, you right. know, because you were out of town and we had things happening. Right. You're like just that. stuck with us two idiots. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I've been without you know the, my my lovely bride for days now so i'm i'm wasting away I, yeah you, that's right it's you guys pretty, showed up and i it's pretty evident it was a pretty sore sight that's for sure <laughs> that i haven't been fed I've since she left flies you know? come out of a refrigerator quite <laughs> yeah, like a, that before. yeah yeah it's a it's a little different uh, look for our for our lovely la mansion de oliver uh but uh we thought this week we would do some topics uh, some topical things that's and right. one of them that's really big here and um we certainly want to talk about the NBA playoffs and, and some of our uh, – and, you know, we're heading into summer. I, I broke open the pool the other That's day. Right. 
dove in the pool. Uh, you had already done that. You were the the first this year when the pool was like forty degrees. You went and dove, dove in a couple of weeks ago because you know you, another reason why you're sitting here sick right now. That, no, it's good for you. It's, it's good for you. Bracing. Good for me to jump in there now. I heal some <laughs> of a, this. It's a bracing thing. Yeah, just kind of get your body shocked back into that's to right rhythm. And um, and and speaking of that as well, uh, before we get into our thing. Uh, we want to give a hat tip to Gary DeLon, uh, our good friend. Uh, people remember him from Ken's TV. They remember him from uh, just 50-something years of doing high school football games on radio here in San Antonio. Uh, some of the famous things that he's seen around the state. Anyway, this week, had to get a pacemaker put in. Uh, he, uh, he kind of fell ill earlier this week. He's been kind of battling some of that, uh, those, that kind of condition that needed to be remedied. And so, uh, so anyway, uh, our prayers, our good thoughts continue to go to Gary DeLon as he, uh, as he battles through this. Absolutely. Absolutely. What a great guy. I, I've been saying it for days, though. You know, he moves too fast. He does. That's the guy why, never that's stops. Why, that's why the pacemaker mm. will slow him down. Mm. Will slow him down. Yeah, he's... It'll shock him when he starts running uh, too fast. The he guy's is, everywhere. He is everywhere. And it's, it's, it's interesting, you know, because he, he is that shark. Just, yeah, you don't, you don't want to stop. That's right, because that's when it, that's when it all shuts down. Sure. You know, and he's one of those guys that just absolutely has so many people that uh, that love him and adore him, and they want him around. And he's just got uh, he's got his quarterback club, right? Very involved in his church. He's got all kinds of different things going. But the man is an absolute treasure trove. And, yeah. and you know, we always joke every Saturday morning we have our my breakfast with the coots over at, at Denny's. Over at uh, Bitters and, and 281, right. it's always a funny thing. For years, I mean, a decade, we've been going over there to to have breakfast with a bunch of these guys and and some of the women too. I, I keep saying guys, but there's some there's some ladies there as well who don't they're not as fond as being of being called coots oh, as really? the guys. Yeah. yeah, they're not not quite as fond Doesn't of that. Quite yeah, rubbed in the same way. Yeah, you know, yeah. we could, we we have to come up with a different name for that. But but they uh, but anyway, but Gary's always been a part of that. Sure. And he's always a, and he's always a big part of that because he's an absolute you know computer bank. Right. Ask him anything about well you know in 1957 Gary. That's the, right. Yeah. You know exactly. Harlandale High School had such for what such. defense in South Texas. So you know that's that's the kind of guy he is, and he's an absolutely spectacular guy. Uh, so he you know he went through some little physical issue this week, and he's doing better. So I just wanted to, as an aside before we get going here. Uh, you know, hang in there, Gary. We we want you because he hasn't been a guest yet. Not yet. And I told him the other day, I said, this isn't, listen, you're not going anywhere. Right, right. Because we've got you, got to get you on to talk about some of the stuff that's going on. That's and right. I've been on him for a while to talk, to, just, just to be writing down his stuff. And he's been doing that. Good. Just just, Good. The, just memories and the different things that he, because this man has been, he was there when when, when JFK was, uh, you know, was killed. He was the first man in, in Dallas to on radio to uh, talk about that, to break that news. Uh, and then he was in the basement when Oswald was shot by Ruby. He was there. Right. Gets knocked over in the tumult after that happened. So anyway, that's a that's a whole different uh, segment. That's a whole show, you know, which we'll do at some point right. and get Gary on and talk about that. But the other thing that was kind of interesting, we're, we're counting down to the to the mayoral, uh, the, the special runoff election on June the 8th between Greg Brockhouse and the incumbent mayor, Ron Nuremberg. And Andrew, one of the things that Nuremberg talked about last week, which really doesn't have a whole lot to do with the election, but it is an interesting discussion, is, is, is going back and circling back and doing a new sports study about the feasibility of having some of these major sports in San Antonio. Right. Man, you start talking about this and people get inflamed because obviously on one side – 
I covered it back eight years ago in 2011 when the county did a study because Mike Scully and Nelson Wolf and all of them were so tired of San Antonio being leveraged City USA every time any kind of pro franchise wanted to come in. Oh, well, we're going to go to San Antonio. They've got an Alamodome and they're ready to, they're ready. You know, we're going to go there. Right. No, no, no. Here, here, we'll pay, we'll buy you a billion dollar stadium. That's, we're leveraged City USA. We've been that way for years. There's nobody else that's called up, you know, that's held up like that time and time again. Nelson Wolf was tired of it. Michael, Mike Scully, who, who was the Bear County Sports Commissioner, basically, was tired of it. Right. So they hired Premier Partnership to come in and do a study to say, honestly, what can San Antonio accommodate? What can they take? You know, what can they do? You've got the Spurs, but can you do NFL? Could you do, you know, could you do Major League Baseball? Could you do Major League Soccer? Can you do AAA Baseball? What, what is it, you know? Right. That study showed that San Antonio was not ready for Major League Baseball, was not ready for NFL. And the idea was to shut that talk down for people to quit, you know, come and say, you know, we need a Major League team because, you know, we don't have the Fortune 500 companies. We don't have the median income. We don't have the, uh, you know, the infrastructure for it. We don't, what are you going to do, you know? And I kept telling people at the time, I said, you know, people want to buy, they want, hey, we're going to get a Major League team in here and, or we're going to get an NFL team in here. And it just kind of acted like it was just a procedural thing. Like, oh, they're going to expand. We'll bring this team in. And I said, you don't realize. You know, you've got the Alamo Dome. You don't realize this is a billion-dollar decision. Right. It's a billion-dollar decision, Andrew, to bring in a, a, a Jerry World down here. You go to Houston and look at their ballpark. You go to, to Arlington and look at what Jerry built, you know, with, with you know, AT&T Stadium, what's happening there. When San Antonio talked about it at that point, you know, you're thinking, do we have the stomach for that politically? Right. And here's and so now Ron Nuremberg, he's they're being stubborn about it. I understand, you know, they hey, we could get we could have Major League Baseball and NFL and all that kind of stuff. So they're doing a new study. Right, right. And 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 the general consensus with this new study is you're gonna find the exact same thing you found eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Right. Nobody wants to hear that. Right. And nobody wants to nobody hear that. Nobody wants to hear that. Everyone thinks that, you know, hey, we've grown by 15% in eight years. We, right. All this. But we still don't. We, you've got to have that, that structure financially to be able to accommodate a stadium. Right. And here's, here's what I will tell you, Andrew Brought, about that discussion. And it's something that, that, that has been chapping me for a year and a half, two years now since we announced that we had triple-A baseball coming in here and they're going to situate them in Wolf Stadium. Right. We can't even sit down at the table and build a triple-A ballpark here. Yeah. We can't even sit down. You guys are talking about, yeah, we could accommodate Major League Baseball or NFL or, yeah, we're, we're big enough. We're San Antonio. We could do that. We're the seventh largest city in the country, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but we're like 38th in TV market and all that kind of stuff. We could, we could kind of get into the dynamics of that, sure. Right. We can't even decide or commit to building a triple-A ballpark for our triple-A team. And you guys are talking about building a billion-dollar stadium and agreeing to do something like that. Now, if the San Diego Chargers were to have come in here when they ended up going to L.A., or now they're, they're doing nothing in L.A., and said, we're coming to San Antonio. We're riding it. Here it is. It's written in blood. There you go, Andrew. We're coming to San Antonio we promise, we pinky swear, we're coming in. I could see you and me going to the polls and saying, yeah, I'll vote for a bond issue for that. Sure. We know they're coming here. 
Right. They've committed to it. They've signed to it. They've put down the promissory note. They've, you know, sent their, you know, collateral, whatever, to, to pledge to come to San Antonio. Because in my mind, that's what's got to happen. Right. For any of those teams to come here, for us to believe them, after the Arizona Cardinals and the L.A. Raiders and the Oakland A's and the Florida Marlins and go down the list of all the different teams, San Diego Chargers just said, we're going to come to San Antonio if you can't, you know, go give us a stadium. Yeah, right. I want something in writing to get something here. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, the thing is, is that we've talked about this time and time again about a champion or uh, a leader, a front runner, a front, a front yeah. spokesman of sorts. Great point. To spearhead this whole thing. That it's, you know, it's one thing to talk about wanting it, and and certainly you've got to, you've you've got to think that all of this is stirred up again because of what the AAF left. Right. You know, I mean, it le- it left a lot of lingering feelings with a lot of people, uh, a lot of positive feelings, but a lot of lingering feelings. It also left us high and dry. Yeah. So it, it's and it. You know, Texas is a state of pride, so it's no wonder that pride is calling and saying, hey, look, we showed up for this. Let's make something happen. Let's start to generate. Let's right. go back to another study. Let's let's sit down at the table again and see what we can come up with. Uh, so this, it's not surprising that these conversations are happening again. Right. Uh, they were all we could talk about when the AAF was here. Um, and then they left the way that they did. So, yeah, it's not surprising but who is the champion, right? Because, I mean, a mayor, great. that A mayor that's pro that is definitely necessary. But I don't know that a mayor is enough to be a champion to pull it here. Yeah, you'd have to have a mayor with some power. I think you've got to have, you need a Red McCombs or somebody that can come yeah. in and say, look, I've got some money, I've got some pull, I've seen this done before. Yeah. Let me come in and, and basically no, help you, manage the situation. And you can identify... To your point, you could identify people in town who have the kind of money that could maybe... Now, a lot of people around the country have money. Right. Money, people, and influence. But, you know, uh, Harvey Najem, uh, Graham Weston, uh, you know, Red McCombs. Uh, and, and I mentioned in the multi-gazillionaires out there, you know, guys, that the, the Howard Butts, you know, the people that are... Right. You know, the, the, there's, there's people with money here in San Antonio, but are there any of them that are committed to bringing pro sports here? And that's and that's the biggest issue to me is that in, and listen, you and I are sports fans, right? I would love to have the San Antonio Commanders NFL team. Yeah, exactly. I would love. I'd, I I'm not talking about whether San Antonio would support an NFL franchise. I meaning it, showing up. I yeah, you fifty sixty thousand people showing up for an NFL game or seventy thousand people showing up for an NFL game every Sunday, no problem. Right. Mexican nationals come up from you know from northern Mexico, Corpus Christi, I thirty five, San Antonio, I thought yeah. you know Austin comes in there, but here's the, the so so that's not the problem. Sure. And again, if it's an NFL team, then you got the cachet and you say, yeah, well, hey, we're going to stock this baby and we're going to we're going to do eight games a year at home. It's going to be great. Right. I think that's more feasible in my mind if you could get past the Joneses and uh, you know and what's happening in in Houston. You know, if you could get past those folks and be able to put a put a you know put a team in through the political process, that okay, that's one thing. Because I think at some point the NFL will expand a couple more teams. Right. It's still, you know, we we were you and I were talking. We were sitting notes back and forth the other day. The NFL still, you know, the Game of Thrones finale was like you know talked about 
around the world for how long, and it ranked like 67th against the NFL. It would have been the 67th ranked game right. in the NFL if you looked at those rankings. Right. Now, so I look at those kind of things. I think the NFL still got you know authority and power. So I, I still think, you know, when you look at those kind of things and you think, here's my point. It's not a matter of whether San Antonio physically would show up enough people to, to you know, populate a game and buy the beer and do all that kind of stuff. You know, we'll buy the swag. Right. And we'll get the beers and we'll do all this stuff. My point is, do we trust anybody anymore? Yeah. Do you trust anybody that's coming in? Like, and, and when I say sign in blood, that's what I mean. Right. Because if you're Nelson Wolf and, and and Ron Nuremberg, God bless him, he could go and do this kind of stuff and say, you know, there's a, so you're saying there's a chance, <laughs> yeah, right. there's a chance, that's right, that's right. There's, so there's a chance, but to 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 look at the the what the Commanders did to us with mm-hmm. the uh, with the Alliance of American Football, not so much the Commanders, but the Alliance of American Football did to us, what Don Garber sucks, and the Major League Soccer did to us, right. You know, hey, we're coming in. Uh, we pinky swear we're coming in, and no, we're going to Austin. Never right, mind. we're going to Austin. Uh, yeah, no, I know. I understand it's uh, smaller, and I understand all this kind of stuff. But we're going to Austin instead of San Antonio. Right, the ultimate hose job from from Don Garber. I know exactly what's going on with that guy. So, uh, you know, you go down, and then you go down all those teams that we talked about. Lake, you know, the, the L.A. Raiders, the Oakland Athletics, the San Diego Chargers, the Arizona Cardinals, the Florida Marlins, the all those different teams that kind of flirted with San Antonio with the idea of using that as leverage to get their ballparks. So I look at all those different kind of things and I think that's the problem. That's the problem. You and I are smart guys. We're pretty smart guys. Fairly smart guys. <laughs> On a good day. Uh, moderately smart guys. <laughs> we are those guys. but But we know... That if let's let's just throw out a name when when Mark Davis of the Oakland Raiders was kind of sniffing around here and making all his noise before he went took his team to Las Vegas comes down here and has dinner with you know and all this kind of stuff. I don't I didn't trust him yeah. as far as I could throw him because because I just know mm-hmm. and we're in San Antonio and I and I would I would tell the people of San Antonio listen you need to get up on your hind legs about this and say no. You know, you come to us, right? You know, with something that will sell us on you coming here. It's not the other way around. We're not selling San Antonio anymore. You know, we're the seventh largest city in the country. We have all this. You know, we have a fan base that's second to none, right? Regarding our NBA team, and we know we would have it regarding whatever other pro team came in. You come to us and tell us why we should believe in you. Because that's what it's down to now when it comes to San Antonio and pro sports, in my view. Yeah. To getting another franchise. Yeah. No, I so, agree. Uh, so I, I agree. I look forward and to the study. I look forward to it. But I... You think it'll just be this more of the same stuff? More of the same. We yeah. still don't have any for, enough Fortune 500 companies here in San Antonio. Right. I think it'd have to be a different business model. Sure. It wouldn't be San Antonio, hey, we got AT&T, we got uh, this, 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 and Amazon, and all these different kind of companies. Right. We would be bringing in people from the Me- uh, Mexican National, the money from, from Mexico. We'd be bringing in, like you said, the I-35 corridor. We'd be bringing in Austin money. Right. That's the only way that would work. It strikes me that we have been a podcast now. This is our 16th episode. And uh, we've had this conversation uh, at least three times. Yeah. Um, and not because it's our favorite topic. It's just 
the topic keeps coming back in circulation with the news of what's currently going on. And it's pride. You mentioned it's pride. I think, yeah, exactly. San Antonio, they were very prideful. Yeah. You know, why do we not have what, right. what the other guys have? Right. And hungry. And, um, you know, I, I don't think that it's a doom and gloom conversation. I think it's just a matter of, you know, pick up your phone or email or write Red McCombs. Write the people that, are, you know, you mentioned Howard Butts, um, all those all those guys get in touch with those guys and say, Hey, you live here. Right. Help us out. Help us figure this out. Right. Uh, because that's, that's what it's going to take. Yes. I'm, I'm, and I just, again, I could just go down the list of this different guys who have made a difference in San Antonio, Kit Goldsberry, who built the Pearl. Right. You know, uh, uh, I don't know. They, there's guys you could, but not one of them that I could think of is religious about sports. Right. You know, I was thinking about Graham Weston and I remember when I was a reporter, Graham Weston, who, who ran Rackspace, it was one of the creators and founders of Rackspace, made his money with Rackspace, is, uh, is worth quite a bit. Uh, he's been kind of an architect of the changing of downtown San Antonio. Right. Uh, the, just the different kind of things that he's built down there and the, the infrastructure. And uh, it's been kind of interesting to watch that happen. But I remember talking to him or trying to talk to him about baseball as part of the hemisphere thought or about some of the different stuff. And, you know, because I've always been an advocate of where the Institute of Texas cultures is. That's, that's where you put your baseball stadium. Sure. You know, with a tower right over right field or center field and just, just a beautiful, beautiful look to it. Um, But he didn't, he didn't want to talk about sports. It wasn't a part of his discussion. Right. And when Julian Castro was mayor, not part of the discussion. You know, and, and it's been, you know, you could go down the list of all the different, you know, Ivy Taylor, to her credit, kind of thought about sports. She she wanted to see something happen downtown. You know, she wanted that kind of thing to happen. Right. But, uh, you know, and Ron Nuremberg is a big baseball fan, but he's a progressive and he's, you know, where where does he stand on business? I don't know. You know, in that kind of business, I don't know. You mm-hmm. know, uh, it's hard for a mayor to say, I want to reach into your pocket. I yeah, want you to give me some course, money so that we could build a baseball stadium. I know you're not a baseball fan, but this would be good for the community. Right. You know, that kind right. of thing. I think it's a sell that can be made, but I think you're right. I think it's got to come from somebody uh, confident enough to make the sell. Right. Somebody who just comes in almost with a reckless abandon. And it's almost, the pitch is almost so wild, you don't even realize it's a pitch. Yeah. Till you've like finished signing the check and then you go, wait a minute, what did I just sign? <laughs> well, and you got to know, and if you're a business businessman, you've got to say, listen, what's the bottom line? Right. What is this well, of yourself? course, but I think, you know, I, I think that it, in business, it makes a lot of sense. You know, right. when you go to other major cities, you go to Cleveland even, and you look at how they've set up their, <laughs> go to Cleveland even. <laughs> <laughs> you look at how they've set up their downtown area. Yeah. It's yeah. really cool. It is and cool. they have all of the, the sports areas right there. Yeah. And then they have their theater district right next to it. Rock and roll hall and of fame right there. It's just all right there along the river. And it's, mm-hmm. it's a great sell for the city. Come stay downtown and you could do it all. Right. There's a, there's a casino. I mean, like there's, there's everything in the one walking area. Right. Uh, and a lot of places do that. They're not so spread out. They're pretty strategic with how, you know, it's what Jerry, Jerry world is doing right now. That whole thing is just one giant, it's its own city 
of sports entertainment and right. bars and clubs and right. you know everything that they're building is just to keep you in that area because otherwise if you're out there there's nothing else out there right there's no other reason to go out there right i mean there's literally nothing <laughs> well i have i have two words for you is the solution to this which if this right. happens for me powerball <laughs> okay All right? okay powerball or, is there, or mega millions right. i don't know which one has more right just need to win that yeah then you know what a fan I am of this whole idea. That's right. Idea. That's so right. We will have Major League Baseball within a matter you of time. You know what might help with that, actually, is if we get some fans submitting some numbers. Yeah, bring us numbers. Bring us the numbers. Submit some numbers, and let's see what we can come up with. Yeah, I don't know. That's, Maybe well, that's the yeah, only we, way. That's what we got to do. So anyway, yeah, and we'd love to hear from you. Uh, get on our Facebook page. Uh, reach out to us. Uh, you know, obviously, a lot of you folks know how to reach out to us, but... But, uh, but get on Twitter. Right. Uh, yeah, publicly. Publicly. We get a lot of people reaching out to us privately, which is great. But I'd like people <laughs> reaching uh, out to us. Don't be talking to us privately. That's right. That's right. Too yeah. many complaints. Yeah. Does it, <laughs> Make those public. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Just uh, don't like hearing from you people. That's no, right. No, no. No, What's Brewing SP on, on, on Twitter. That's right. What's Brewing SP. And then on Facebook, of course, is What's Brewing Sports. And uh, yeah, reach out to us. Let us know what you think. And, and let's talk about it because we did. We have been getting some great uh, feedback on some different things. That's and, right. And we'll talk about some of our buddies who have been reaching out and, and that's uh, right. giving us some feedback on stuff. Anyway, that was my. I'm glad we talked about that because I, the study's coming out. You've, we've talked about this two or three times. We will talk about it again because this study, I'm, if they actually do it, that's right, is going to be coming up. Uh, the city doing a study, a feasibility study about sports in san antonio right and what's right. feasible well and you know being a san antonio based sports podcast i mean how can you avoid it i think yeah. i think it'd be irresponsible to avoid it maybe yeah, it's so. beating a dead horse but that's what we have right now is the dead horse to beat until that, well, we get a and, fresh and, one <laughs> and the alliance of american football that wound is still pretty fresh i mean I, yeah. you know, here it, we did bring in another uh a football franchise right. and and we were rocking it we were rocketed here. And it opened up the floodgates for all of these conversations to so happen again. on our What's Brewing Sports, you know, villain list right. that we're putting together, which Don Garber's number one sure. because he sucks and he's right. an idiot and, and mafia and all that stuff. And number two would be Tom Dundon. The Tom guy Dundon, who, who that's bought right. bought the uh, Alliance of American Football and then basically just quickly punted it. And uh, so, and, and left us left us high and dry. You know what? I really like that the villain list. We the might villainous. start that. We also have a Facebook group. We're going to start the villain list on the Facebook group, uh, and we'll see how you know how much we grow this thing. Yeah, Maybe some of you will make it. And, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. And we've got some other we got some other villains to talk about here that we'll talk about here. That's right. Bit. That's right. So let's put a pin in that and let's move on to this episode's brew topic. Mm. So finished drinking my brew. That's right. That's right. So our good friend Phil Anaya reached out to us earlier today. Let me see what he had to say. He said, I took a picture of several different beers. Uh, <laughs> okay. Oh, it says, oh, I didn't realize it was of his, it's his refrigerator. Yeah. I noticed that. And yeah. So it's, uh, who is it? Alamo Brewery um, Free Tail, it looks like. Yeah. And, got Alamo Free Tail. And some Pediasure. <laughs> <laughs> and he, like you, he is a dad. That's right. Well, I'm soon to be. Soon and to you be are father. about to be That's a right. father, and and, uh, uh, and I'm about to be a grandfather. But I love that. Pediasure in there. That's right. Next to the And you know what? What he's basically saying is you need all this. Right, right. He says, after all- becoming a dad, grabbing some six-packs can mean different things. 
can't forget the Pediasure. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but, but okay, so I have a beer. This is my beer of the week because I, I ran across it the other day when I was at lunch. Flying Dog Backyard Ale. Now, I heard about it, and I think this was imported just for the week or whatever. Uh-huh. You know? So I was down downtown eating at one of our finest establishments down there, and so I was reading about it. Flying Dog Backyard Ale. And I'm thinking, you know, I like my summer beer. So I wanted something good. And Maryland's largest craft brewery teamed up in March with Chef Brian Voltaggio, a Maryland native and top chef season six finalist. It's a smoky amber ale suitable for backyard barbecues. Okay. So that's what I'm talking about. And you right tried there. it. But yeah. And it's it's really good. It's Flying really good. Flying Dog Backyard. Now, I don't know how available it is. Right. But see, that's kind of a theme with me. Yeah, right. Because you like the difficult. I, the difficult. You know, you, you like got to keep kind of go after it. You know, you could go out on my ale. That's fine. Shiner. I'm drinking a Shiner right now. That's right. You could go for that stuff. It's available to you. You're, like the, you're like the Frodo Baggins of it, beer it, searching. I, I search. <laughs> the flying dog, flying dog Backyard Ale. Keep an eye out for that. And also, uh, we talked about Yingling Black, Black and Tan Ale, mm-hmm. which is kind of, that's the holy grail of beers for me. Sure. And uh, my connection apparently is coming through. Is it going to come through? We may have some. So you may see a picture soon and just a picture because we're not sharing that's right that's of, right of yingling back black and tan ale coming in, in from the east interesting we, we will <laughs> like a coming storm in from the east let's try to blow it in there's a there's a front of yingling coming through mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh well that's good we won't we won't talk about the disclosed location of the drop no 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 that's gonna be uh, no, that's it's it, there's a trunk involved right and right cash 3 a.m yeah it's it's yeah. a dark corner yeah you know we don't <laughs> But listen, what what happens at the end of that is is all good. That's right, pure it's all majesty. Pure. It's just really, really good. <laughs> Do you have one today? Do you have one, or are you going with the Phil and I group? The Phil, no, I, I should, I yeah, should go with a pedia right sure. now with this this uh, infection I have going on. No, I'm going with some uh, bourbon again today. It's kind of like a, a hot toddy without the. The toddy. Just, We're kind just of stray. Just We're straying <laughs> from the from the what's brewing. Last week it's Sean talking about all these different beer, which the he wine, shocked me. The wine. He shocked yeah. me. Get, get a little something under twenty bucks. Yeah, right. I thought, what? Are, what? Sean Elliott giving me twenty dollar beer or, or wine? That's right. That's not. That's not the Sean Elliott I know. I was a little. There's some out there though. You know, we, I thought we, he we was talking really down to us. I think. I yeah. think he was basically saying, "I know what you can afford." <laughs> That's what I was. That's what I heard when he said that. Yeah, because basically he was. We and we asked if you don't, if you didn't have a chance to tune in last week. We asked Sean, "What's the best wine?" Because he is a wine fanatic. Right. He's a winophile. Wino. He's a wino. Wino. Yeah. Is what's the best wine to drink while you're watching the NBA Finals? And he said, "What well, if the Spurs are in it? You break out something good. Right. Good. Now you break out. You know." Maybe something in the twenty dollar or right, less or right. less rate, and I like the or less, or less range. Right. So later in the week, you went and got a beautiful right. bottle of wine. Or it, some what kind was of, that? I forget. Oh, I I've got the picture. I've got. I've got the picture. That I'll Italian find it. bottle. It was, it was, it was it, really good. And I sent it to Sean. It was a a bolla Bardolino. Yeah, Bordolino. That's right. Bordolino, and uh, and it was good. It was really good. It was really good. Really good. It was, but it was a seven dollar, seven dollars, seven dollars, seven seventy, something like and that. So ATB. I sent it to Sean, and he said, "That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about." So he's, it's surprisingly he's, really good. well. You know, he. I used to like. Well, I like a lot of things. I'll be honest. If it's got alcohol, I probably like it. Yeah. Uh, well, if it can be if it can be done well, I like it. I don't like grain alcohol or anything like that. 
and I used to kind of be into wine. And after that conversation, I was like, you know what? I'd like to get back into some Italian wine. Yeah. But then I started looking at the prices of the Italian <laughs> wines because it's all imported. Yeah. I said, let's start with the bottom shelf yeah, and work yeah, our way should... up. Sean said, maybe there'll be something in there. We'll see mm-hmm. what we can find. And I first bottle I picked up. Yeah. Pretty nice win. So, so he's in France right now. Right. Do you think he'll bring us back some NBA Finals wine? Because he did say he was going to be back in time. That's right. That's for the right. NBA Finals. I mean, I think it's only... Fair. I think it's only. I would think so. I think yeah. it's the right gesture. Yeah, I'm not, and I'll. I'm going to point that out and see what we could do. Yeah, see I think, where we, go I think we should. I think yeah, we should see where we go from there. I'm so. sure he'll love that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, we're yeah, sitting here in expectation. Yeah, uh, and I'm go ahead and send him a note. Hey, you know. <laughs> so anyway, that's 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 a lot of fun. All right. Well, speaking of the NBA Finals, mm-hmm. let's talk about that. But before we get directly into what's happening presently. Uh, Warriors taking it for their fifth straight in a row, making it to the finals. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to take a quick look at what's happening with LA and the mm. whole Magic Johnson situation. Magic yeah. Johnson went on first take uh, yesterday, I believe, and um, had some things to say about his reasonings for leaving and, and really didn't go into a whole lot of detail kind of alleged that uh, there was some backstabbing going on with Rob Polinka, general manager, um, that he was made some promises at the beginning from Jeannie Buss that were then kind of reneged later on when, when decision-making t- time came down to. Uh, and then, you know, basically doubled down and said, you know, I'm a man and I made a man's decision and yeah. I stand by that decision. And I don't, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know that I have an opinion about what he did or didn't do. I don't know. I don't like to make opinions about people uh, without the full story. And I think it'll right. be a little while before we have the full story. But what I do think is telling is the overall performance of the organization. Mm-hmm. And I think that is the proof is in the pudding. In other words, that's how I was raised. That's how I tend to look at things. Is you know, it, everything starts from the top down. Right. So if the top is great, it only makes sense then to keep going through and seeing success. And then it's somewhere if there's a, you know, a break in the chain, then you, you take that piece out, you fix it, whatever. Uh, the Lakers have been broken for a little while. Yeah. And now you see this exodus that happened with, I mean, maybe it's not an exodus, but this exit with Magic Johnson. Uh, and you, then you see the way that they handled firing the coach. Right. And trying to bring in somebody else and even how they seem to botch that up. Right. All of this to say, not so much about focusing on the Lakers, but how important is it to have strong leadership from the ownership down. Oh yeah, duh. You know, really, that's a great point because you know, and, and that's why you and you mentioned it before we came on how just how spoiled we are, right? Because of what we've got with the Spurs, with the here. Spurs organization. But but and the reason I say duh is because that's the way the Lakers operate. Sure. And you know, and it's it's interesting to me, interesting to me, Andrew, is that if it wasn't Magic Johnson, Hall of Famer, maybe one of the top five NBA players of all time, he would have been run out on a rail three years ago. Sure. They suck. Yeah. I mean, the organization stinks. I mean, they, uh, they're they positioning themselves for, you know, to be a lottery pick or they're positioning themselves to get uh, Kawhi Leonard or they're right. doing all this kind of stuff, always looking down the road and what they're going to do. They've made bad decision after bad decision. The, the, the Magic Johnson thing was part of it. 
you know, he tried to be noble about it and all this kind of stuff, but then he goes on first take with Stephen A. Smith and, meh, 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 you know, and does right. this whole thing and throws the general manager under the bus, which is okay. You sure. Know. Sure. Uh, uh, I don't know anything about Rob Polinka or whatever. You know, I don't know much right. about that guy. Uh, but then, the, as you said, the whole idea of, of this coaching search and bringing in Tyrone Liu and not, you know, that going nowhere and, and you right. know, and then all these different guys that they were reaching out to. Everybody wants to kind of go to L.A. Everyone wants to go to the... the, the sure. You know, it's the show. It's the show. And so it's just like speak. New York has had the yeah. same kind of thing. The, the Knicks and have gone look, through this Oh, whole, my gosh. How terrible are they? And they're just awful. You yeah. know, so... The, and then they're awful. They didn't get the the, the, the number the, one pick the they, were, pick, they yeah. were counting on, you know. Uh I just look at the I just look at the Lakers situation. I think it's it, it all that stuff. Every time you see that kind of stuff happen, you look at what the Spurs are like and, and the just just like as you said, from the top down management, right? And even when they lose somebody, they lose somebody for good reasons. Hey, you know what, Mike Budenholzer, we want you in Atlanta, right? Because you're from you're from that winning tree, man. You're fruit of the tree. We're gonna got you. You know, hey, we want to get uh, you know uh, uh, Brett uh, Brett Brown, Seventy uh, Sixers go and grab him. Look at what look what they did this year. You know, it took a Kawhi miracle to knock them out of the playoffs. You know, right? So I, I look at those kind of things, and I'm thinking. So the Spurs lose those; they just they bring in other guys, or they bring them up that they've had in the film room or anything along those lines. Uh, I just think that that's an organization that is just a model. It's just a model, the Spurs organization, right? And and and, and, it's, and it's stability. It's just stability. I think it's interesting that when we had Sean Elliott on with us last week, one of the things that he talked about was that um, you know the San Antonio market wasn't a sexy market. Yeah. Right. Like it didn't have it's the same kind of media coverage right what do you say if we were the new york knicks we're already 30 percent better than what we are yeah yeah right? just because we're just yeah, because we're of the media york. coverage people are going to talk about yep. us etc and i think it's funny that those are the two and, and, and i also think it's funny they're two opposite ends of the coasts right? right uh being on the east coast and west coast but those are the two primary programs that everybody looks to right what did you say that uh you know if the Lakers and the Knicks aren't good, then NBA is not good. Yeah. That's like, that's the general thought process. Yeah. And he thought that was ridiculous. It, and it absolutely is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, we're seeing some incredible basketball played right now. Neither one of those teams are, are in the playoffs or even made the playoffs. Yeah. They just didn't matter. Um, but I think it's telling that, you know, you talk about, and, and these, these programs are so hyped up, but they're such a mess. They're such train wrecks. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I, I guess. I guess they get coverage, but is it is it always really the thing of all coverage is great coverage? I mean, they're they're just absolute trash. Yeah, and I don't know why anybody would want to go and be a part of these programs. You know, and it's a it's it, and we talked a little bit about it with Sean and I and it's a it's a different era now. It's a different age, right? Because a player like a LeBron can go to L.A. The Lakers absolutely suck it up. All season long, they're in, they're just in the toilet, and it's still leading Sports Center. Yeah, it just amazed me, uh, you know. And I used to I used to think about uh, I used to you, you could watch it like what was it one night the Spurs beat somebody. It was a pretty big victory, and they weren't even mentioned on Sports Center this year at all. And there was something on 
you know, here on LeBron, and there was something on uh, oh, this is happening over here with uh, you know with with such and such in football. This is a, and I thought, you know what? If if the late and just Sean's point, if the, if it had been the L.A. Lakers, or it had been or any of these guys had been in New York, it would have been it would have been big news. Right now, on once on one hand, I don't blame ESPN. I don't blame them for that in a way because. You know, long it's been a long time since they pretended to be just objective news source. Sure, I, I, they're not. I mean, sure. they're just not. I mean, they're just uh, they're they're going to give you what they think you need to see. Right. You know, and that kind of stuff. And 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 they're, what 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 do their advertisers want to see? Hey, is LeBron's the number one jersey sale in the NBA? Right. That's who people want to talk about. And you know, here's uh, Kobe. Even when the Lakers were awful, Kobe was the number one jersey sale. And you know, they're. they're they're awful, you right. know, you know, stuff like that. But, but by the same token, it's 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 frustrating on the other end of things because you want to have, hey, we just want balance, right? We just want balance. Hey, we when we do something really spectacular, we want spectacular news for it. But I always thought that I always thought it was really really interesting how Pop always you know dealt with the players and everything and just told and, and told them go out and play basketball because that's really that's where you make your statements, right? There's no there's no there's not a thing you could do about that. You know, there's not a thing you could do about your playing in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, and it's a great city and it's all these different kind of things, but it's not, it's not showtime. Right. That's just the way it is. Right. You know, and I think, and I think that the, that's why you have to have a special player to come to San Antonio and say, you know what, I'm willing to play in this kind of a market in a blue collar situation. It's not, it's not hoity toity. It's not, uh, there's not, there's not Hollywood starlets sitting on the front row. There's not, you know, all that kind of stuff happening. Uh, we're here to play basketball. And I think there's a nobility to that. I think there's a there's an honesty to that. Right. To say, I'm going to play in Milwaukee. I'm going to play in San Antonio. I'm going to play in Charlotte. Right. I'm going to play in some of these towns where, you know what, I appreciate the fan base that loves us, that treats us like family. I appreciate this over here. But Sean's right. You've got to be a player that's willing and that accepts that. And you've got to be a blue collar type player that'll do that. And I think to your point, you know, what comes along with that type of awareness is a type of selflessness that amounts to you being a team player as opposed to just some kind of star. Right. Which when you look at, I mean, mean, this team kind of found some inkling of previous teams past, but for the most part, for the last 20 years, the Spurs teams have been all team. I mean, like, it was dizzying to watch sometimes the passes that they would, they would make, how many times they would pass the ball. Just the unselfishness. How they would switch and defense and transition D and all that kind of stuff. And, yeah, exactly right, unselfishness. Yeah. Right. You look at the, you know, one of the things that they talk about in, and I forget which which championship team it was, but, you know, one of the DVDs that was released, you know, there was always, like, all these bonus and extras and, they were interviewing some of the players, and I think it was Malik Rose or, or somebody else, but one of them was talking about, you know, we all felt like we had to fall in line because Tim Duncan was getting yelled at. Yeah, yeah. And, and Tim Duncan was taking it. So what else could we do? Right. Because we're, we're not Tim Duncan. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's, that's leadership in my mind. Yeah. And it's funny because the word gets thrown out there a lot, but I don't see a lot of players on the court really step up as leaders. I see players step up with talent and ability, but 
but I don't think that's the same thing as leadership. Right. And there's a difference. And I, and I think, I think at the end of the day, what you'll see, and I could be wrong, but if you were to look statistically at what, what are the teams that win, there's leadership on those teams, not just talent. Right. And then, and it starts from the coaching. They buy into the coaching, they buy into the system and they play it as a team. Well, and then that's what, that's what Greg Popovich said. And it's always what he said time and time again is having players who get over themselves. Right. You know, get over yourself, play basketball and, and be, and be, uh, allow it to be bigger than you. And the Spurs have had that. And listen, and, and, and Sean Elliott was, was just, just nailed it time and again when he says, we have been so lucky. We have been so fortunate to have, it's, it's going to stop. Someday it'll stop. But we've been so fortunate in San Antonio to have the kind of constructed organization that we've had with the players who will play in that organization and do it willingly and sacrifice to be a part of it. And you just don't find it. You know, Tim Duncan giving, you know, giving back money to go take care of so-and-so over here. Right. Uh, taking the Manu Ginobili doing it that one year, taking less money and then ta- and then they pay him, they paid him more his last year. Sure. So, you know, there's, so there's, there's examples of that, but, uh, it was a it was a bunch of players who were bigger than themselves, you know, who who knew there was something bigger than right, themselves. Right. And now you know what? They're all retired with rings on every finger. Yeah. And I think it, it just makes a big difference when you talk about those kind of players. But yeah, to go back to the Lakers situation, I'm really interested to see what happens with Frank Vogel as head coach over there. Uh, he's he's really assistant coach. LeBron James is head coach, <laughs> and he's the assistant coach. And his assistant coach is Jason Kidd. Right. Who of course. Used to coach the Milwaukee Bucks, and you know, has is a head coach in waiting and those kind of things. So, it's a train wreck. Yeah, the Lakers are a train wreck. Jeannie Buss apparently had twenty people in meetings, listening to everybody. You know, she just uh, just doesn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Those kind of things. Yeah, took forever to you know to to do some of the decision, make some of the decisions she made. Right. Uh, I thought it was really telling that Luke Walton leaves the Lakers or is forced out as Lakers head coach, gets a job two days later. Sure. Sacramento Kings hire him. Boom. And the Kings are a better team. Right. Hey, listen, I'm out of the limelight. I'm not playing. He played for the Lakers, but I'm not in L.A. anymore. I'm not in Showtime. I'm not on Rodeo Drive anymore. But, hey, I'll go to Sacramento, and I'm going to win. Right. I'm going to win more than what what you guys are going to sure. do. It's sure. A, it's an interesting it's an interesting time in the NBA. I, I, I think it – you know, but but I again, what you talked about just a moment ago. I think the NBA Finals have been pretty entertaining. Yeah, somebody I, the other I day was so kind too. of whining about them, how they've been just kind of dull and all these kind of stuff. I think they've been good. Yeah, I think Portland was in over their head. Oh yeah, I, I think. Yeah, you know that was a that was, everyone's in over that their head. That was a sad, Warriors. sad mismatch. You yeah. know that should have been the that should have been the first round. Right. That game, not not the, the third. Oh round. yeah, yeah. That's the Rockets sad. Warriors should be the. the it should have been the third round. And could and the Rockets without uh, with, with Durant out now here's a good discussion the Warriors yeah the, the Warriors I'd say the Rockets against, uh, against oh, the yes. Warriors with okay. Durant out okay. what wonder what kind of finish that would have been I think that would have been an interesting uh, maybe more interesting I still think the Warriors beat them yeah and the Warriors have shown even though they've had to come from behind they came from behind the last two games against Portland to win that series uh, that they're just you know it's it's interesting it's interesting how good the Warriors are that the NBA experts, and I'm using air quotes as I say that, experts <laughs> talk about, uh, you know, how, oh, you know, this, this is really, the, it's, it's not a very deep team. 
They're six deep. Right. Without Durant, they're really just five, and they've got the worst. They've got the lightest bench they've ever had. They've had, you know, they're not that blah blah blah. They're in the NBA Finals for the fifth time. For the fifth time in, in a row. And I and, and I think about that stuff, and I think, you know, that's the, as Steve Kerr said. I tell these guys to appreciate this and to savor this because this is hard to do. Right. It's hard to play this many games, make the NBA Finals five consecutive times. Yeah. It's just hard. Yeah. You know, and and it's so, and I think that that's one of those interesting things with Kevin Durant out, and and, and not playing. How the Warriors during stretches are a better team. Yeah, they're not. They don't have to. They don't have to kind of mold their offense a little bit around Kevin Durant. It, it allows Clay Thompson and Steph Curry to become what they were before Durant was there, and right. and Steph Curry in particular is just unbeatable. I watched him during a stretch uh, last night when they beat Portland. And, and, you know, and took care of that situation. And he just, he's the best shooter I've ever seen. I've never seen anybody with a radar for the basket like he has. Right. You know, from, from everywhere. And just just mindless shooting. Sure. Just can just jack it up from anywhere. and doesn't sure. mind. And, and, I lo- and he's got a coach that allows it. And that's, again, you go back to the Spurs have a coach in, in Greg Popovich who allows, who, who coaches the team in a certain way and allows his players to play in a certain way or likes his system in a certain way. He... He is good for what the Spurs need. Right. The the Steve Kerr coached Warriors are the same thing. Is yeah. it? There's not a. I don't think. I don't think Steve Kerr would ever bark at Clay Thompson or Steph Curry for a shot they would take. Yeah. Because he's the perfect coach for that. But but he was that player too. Oh yeah. No yeah. Yeah. A great dead eye shooter. Yeah. yeah. And, and three. I mean, like he was, that's, he made the bulls, right? Yeah. Then he came to San Antonio, made San Antonio. I mean, that's what he did yeah. for the league. Yeah. Uh, and so I think, you know, it's pretty fitting that he's now the head coach and he has a, a Steph Curry right. to work with. Right. Uh, and, and yeah, I think to your point, you're exactly right. I mean, that they're one in the same almost player and coach. Right. So, but you know, now I, I say all that about the Warriors, but I'll go back to say, I think the Bucks win this thing. I like the Bucks a lot. I like the Bucks. I just like I just I like the mentality of that team. Mm-hmm. I like the 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 uh, Antetokounmpo is the best player, uh, and and it was great. Somebody asked him after the game the other night about uh, if he was disappointed in his performance in Game Three, and I don't know if you saw that quote where he said. Uh, he, he spoke about himself as the third person, which was funny, you know, right. I'm Giannis, you know, <laughs> I am, I am Groot, you know, right. But I'm Giannis, but he said, but I have done, I, I have basically said, I've escaped a situation, you know, my family, I support my family. I've, I've, my brothers are in private schools. I'm, you know, I'm taking care of this. I'm taking care of this. If you think I'm worried about a, a, a basketball game, you don't know me. Sure. And I thought that was a great Quote, and I thought as I listened to him, I said, man, that would be a good San Antonio Spur. Right. Yeah, he would be. <laughs> man, Giannis would have looked good yeah. in a Spurs outfit. Yeah. yeah that's good. He's, uh, he's just this special player. So I like the Bucks if they play the Warriors. I do too. I think, I think Durant will be back and, they'll, you know, and everything, but I just feel like that's going to be very interesting. Yeah, I, think, I, I hope that it's a slugfest, that it, it looks to be. Right. Uh, I think... Presuming they get past... Toronto, but right. I, th- I think they will. Yeah, I do too. Um, you know what I like is their adjustments. Mm-hmm. I like I like the way that they adjust to a situation. Right. You know, like they they might you know that the last series against the Celtics. You know, everybody wanted to 
everybody wanted to basically write them off. That was it. The Celtics were taking it because mm-hmm. they, I mean, they beat them what by twenty points or something like that. Right. Uh, and was it Rajan? Rajan. Was it Rajan Rondo? Rondo? Was yeah. it wasn't it him that was like, oh, it's over. <laughs> I, I thought I thought the Bucks were good, but now they're bad. I, I think it's it. And yeah. uh, uh, then they come back and sweep it. Yeah, and win the next four straight. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I like that. I like a team that. I think learns. that was Paul Pierce. Oh, it was it Paul Pierce? I think it was That's Paul it was. Pierce. That's yeah, basically was. gave up on them, and then they yeah. you know, they, they came roaring back. They came ro- it was just embarrassing. So that's a, <laughs> I don't know why. So you make that next thing. week we'll be talking about the NBA Finals. I mean, it'll be uh, we'll be at that point. I think by that time, Bucks and Raptors will be wrapped up, and we'll have a chance to talk about that. I think Bucks and Warriors, or or even Toronto and Warriors, will be a pretty interesting, pretty interesting uh, discussion. I I before we go. Uh, Kawhi Leonard's pretty good. Yeah, he's not bad. He's not a bad player. That that guy, <laughs> you know, he's the kind of clutch player that uh, the Spurs got glimpses of and seen time and time again over the years. It was hard. It's been salt in the wound to watch how good he is in the postseason. Sure, he's just been so good. And I know he's on a, I know he's on a, a job interview every time he goes out because he's, you know, he's going to L.A. He's going to go probably to the Clippers in my view. But uh, I just. That the, the shot he hit against the 76ers, not going to hit that nine out of ten times. No. That just jacked that up and made it in. But you know what? Special players make those shots. Sure. You know, you can, you can just you can sit here and lament it or, oh, he's lucky and all that kind of stuff. But you know what? James Harden and Steph Curry and uh-huh. Kawhi Leonard and uh, Kevin Durant and, and, and go down the list of, of, you know, they make those shots. Sure. Kyrie Irving, that is, those shots kind of just – they don't just happen, you right. know, and I think that that's a that's an interesting uh, that it's interesting to watch Kawhi Leonard and how good he is. Now it was also interesting to watch him limp through that last game. Yeah, we watched Game Three where they won the game, but he limped through. He hit a couple of big shots at the end. Uh, he was outstanding, but he's limping around right. the whole time. We're thinking, why couldn't you limp around? <laughs> that's right. All last year on your way out the door. That's exactly right. You know, and play and still score thirty five or whatever. Right. You know, and give a near triple double. Anyway, wow. so I I just thought I'd throw that out there. This Kawhi Leonard guy. Yeah, you think he might be around for a little bit? You think? He, I think, you think he's he might got a have future. a future. I think he's got a future. <laughs> it's weird to think because Kawhi. It seems like it's a fresh perspective on Kawhi Leonard. A fresh thought about him. Uh, almost like he's a revelation to a lot of people that he is that he has been around right since for six years. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting to me. I think I think uh, you know when you look at the way he's playing, you got to think. You know, I, I agree with you. I think you know he believes that he's on a job interview every time he steps foot on the court, knowing that you know at any given point when this is over. That's the game tape he's leaving for the the teams, and I agree. Oh, yeah, I think yeah. in L.A. that's his that's his ulterior his ultimate motive. That's, um, where Uncle, that's where Uncle Dennis wants to play. Right. <laughs> that's exactly right. That's right. Um, but I think uh, I think too that he feels this responsibility to be. In, in other words, like the Spurs always had a tremendous supporting cast. Yeah, around Kawhi Leonard. It was never just Kawhi Leonard. He was right. just one of the pieces. And now it's like he feels this responsibility that if if he's not good or he's not playing, they absolutely lose. I mean, there's just there's no yeah there is no alternative. Right. Either he's on the court and doing what he does, or they lose. And 
in that way, in that respect, you know, I'm, I'm happy to see him mature a little bit in that way, I think, and, and step into that kind of a role. Um, you know, I always thought because of his disposition, he's always had a quieter de- demeanor, that he was a spur. But yep. in seeing him play like that, that's very much a selfish style of basketball that I think fits the L.A. markets. Right. Uh, and so, you know, I, I'm not I'm not as shocked, per se, mm-hmm. in, in the way things are developing. I don't think that he's going to go. And, and I may eat my words on this. I don't think he's going to go to L.A. and do anything spectacular with anybody. I think L.A. in general is kind of a toxic place. Mm-hmm. I don't think either one of those teams are going to do things for a while. And again, I just think I but think in the NBA may not matter. Yeah, sure. Yeah, well, it won't. I mean, the, you, you'll you'll you know you'll yeah, make some jersey sales, but you yeah. know it's interesting. They just released the the top jersey sales, uh, top thirteen, and he's nowhere near it. He wasn't on it. No, because he's just I uh, yeah, because he is a little toxic. Yeah, Maybe he's just going to take I time. Don't know. I don't know. Keep hitting shots like you did against seventy six. Yeah, like, you, you might know. pop up there. Might pop up there. Might <laughs> there. Anyway, that's what. So next week we'll talk about that. That's right. That's right. right. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Also, we'll try to get some more guests on here soon. And we got to make it out to a bar soon. Oh, yeah. I'm jonesing for another tap of a And we've got a couple that want us out there. That's right. So we'll be circling back pretty soon and let people know about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys. Feel better. Feel better, my friend. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. Although, you know. For the listener's sake, I might try to hold on to this sultry voice. <laughs> you have the Barry White of <laughs> sports broadcasting. That's right. Uh, feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you, guys. That's not what I was talking about. <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening to us. This has been What's Brewing Sports, episode 16. As Richard said earlier, we are on Instagram and Facebook, What's Brewing Sports. And Twitter, What's Brewing SP. Also new to our arsenal, we do have a Facebook group, What's Brewing Sports. Uh, We'll be talking about all different things from the playoffs to uh, baseball and what's coming up with NFL training camps, etc. So please follow us there. Start conversations and interact with us. We look forward to hearing from you. Uh, And we are available anywhere podcasts are available. Of course, we are available as well on our host company, SoundCloud. Uh, you got anything else, Richard? No, I just, uh, again, Gary DeLon. That's uh, right. Prayers for Gary. Uh, he's doing better. He's got a pacemaker, which may just accelerate him now. Right, yeah, right. I'm sure he'll this be faster. Be a baby driver, man. Bolt, bolt. <laughs> exactly. DeLon. So we're, we're, anyway, we're happy for the fact that he's gotten that uh, taken care of. Absolutely. We look forward to having him on soon as well. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Till next time. <laughs>